Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello everyone, the Buffalo Bills are AFC East champions for the first time in 25 years and it feels so good. Crushing all your enemies, achieving all your goals, setting the world right, knowing your legacy is secure. You're like, I can just lay in this bed and just fade. Oh, this is awesome. I won! So good. Everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And we're going to discuss the Bills' 48-19 win over the Broncos today. We'll go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our plays of the game, and some Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. And we're also going to do our weekly podcast giveaway, so stay tuned for that. But we're really going to spend a lot of time just discussing uh, the Bills winning the AFC East for the first time in 25 years. It just, you know, it feels good. I put some... uh, put some questions out on Twitter. I'm going to read some of the responses to that. We're going to go over a lot of the responses that uh, you guys have posted on Twitter. So appreciate that. So I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, this is, uh, I mean, the game, the game went as pretty much as it was expected to go. I mean, you had the 10 and three bills playing against the five and eight Broncos, the Broncos riddled with injuries. They're not that, not really that good of a team to begin with. And the bills did exactly what they should do to a team that uh, is struggling like the Broncos. They came in and they uh, they kicked some butt and they pretty much didn't let their foot off the gas and they beat them pretty handily um, by almost 30 points. Um, you know, we'll get into the game a lot, but I, I think, you know, the real discussion is the Bills winning the AFC East and how long it's been, uh, where everyone was at that point the last time that, you know, the Bills have won it. It's been so long. Um, we all have... I don't know if we have memories of winning it necessarily because at that time it was kind of commonplace for the Bills to win the division, but I want to discuss that a little bit. But, uh, but uh, you know, again, just real quick going into the game, Josh Allen having an amazing game, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, third and Cole Beasley, crushing it. Everyone just, the defense showed up. The defense looks really good. The Bills were riddled with penalties and, and bad calls by the officiating crew, but it did not matter whatsoever. Bills win by almost 30 points. And uh yeah. The, the Bills are at the top of the AFC East, and uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to 
it's hard to come. John, what did you think about uh, today's win? And then, you know, moreover, the Bills uh, winning the AFC East. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, I it, it seemed like I had no worries whatsoever about this game. I thought they were going to win it for sure. And it, it seemed like no matter what happened, they were going to win the East this year at this point. All they had to do was win one of their last three games or Miami losing one of the last three games. So the percentages were super high. Um, but it, it it is pretty crazy. I mean, 1995, I was 13 years old. Um, I remember... John, why well, don't you just give out your social security number too? <laughs> Jeez. John's like, John, what's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> what was the first pet you owned? <laughs> I, I have a beef with that pet question because you, right? If you have any age to you, your your pet maybe is no longer with you, and it's always freaking depressing. <laughs> is it not? Yeah. Remember that dog? It's like you're, oh, I'm gonna go in and check my. I'm hoping not overdrawn on my bank account. Oh, here's another kick in the balls. Like, oh, my dead pet. <laughs> oh, remember that dog that was with you ever since you were born until you were nine years old <laughs> and then passed your away? Your best friend. Your best friend. <laughs> you told him that you were going to take him to college with you? Remember that dog? Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, so I remember I remember the Super Bowl years. So like and I remember like thinking, you know, you getting so used to it, right? Oh, okay, they lost the fourth one. You know what? They're gonna come back the next year. They're they're gonna go, they're gonna win the fifth one. And obviously they missed the playoffs. Um <clears throat> so I do I do remember them making it the year after and winning the division. Um then it, but like now, like I mean, going through the whole playoff drought and everything else, like totally different perspective from when I was growing up. Um, this is, this is really, really huge. Um, I, I, he, I almost can't even put it into words and like just having Josh Allen and McDermott and Brandon Bean, um, and both, both Bean and McDermott getting ascended this year is great. They, they've made the playoffs three of the last four years. Um, it's just mind boggling like that, that they're in this position and they're doing it. I, I, I just speechless. Yeah. No, I think, I think you put it well, Mike, what about you? Listening to John, I, I agree 100%. It makes me this like, as you really think about it, it makes me think of uh, the Thomas Paine quote, what we obtain too cheaply, we esteem too lightly, and it's dearness only that gives things its value. Like when I was growing up, it was our birthright to to be AFC champions, to go to the Super Bowl. Like so when, you just didn't appreciate it. Now not having it for 25 years, like this is 2020 is the greatest year ever, Nate. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's completely different. Um, I'm, we I'm were lost for words. We were we were like what what John and you just said. Uh, growing up as kids, going through this time as Bills fans, we were like trust fund kids <laughs> for like <laughs> for like a good six, seven, eight year stretch, <laughs> and then it was like after that happened, it was just like somehow like. Either our grandparents like left this stipulation in the trust fund saying like <laughs> we either party too much in college and then we had it yanked out from underneath us. <laughs> and then we had to get like normal regular jobs <laughs> the last twenty five years. And then there's like we finally like found some other stipulation where we got back into the good graces of our deceased grandparents <laughs> or something. And then we we finally are back there and we're just like, Oh, I missed this. I missed being rich. <laughs> I forgot what it was like. We've been dirt poor for so long. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Money cannot solve all your problems, but it can solve all your money problems. <laughs> Uh, well put, Mike. That was better than your Thomas Paine quote. <laughs> like Mo- now, football is amazing. Like I used to, like we'd watch every game, but you'd be like, "Oh man, we're going to be depressed after this." Why? Why are we doing it to ourselves? <laughs> I, I, as a kid, I broke a tennis racket after a Bills loss because I was like, <laughs> I was playing in my driveway and I was, and I was just like so angry. I was hitting the ball and then I missed a shot and I just freaking slammed my racket on the ground. Like the, the cost, the Bills have cost me money <laughs> for undue circumstances and how much, yeah. I mentioned like at the very top, like penalties and, you know, uh, officiating mishaps uh from the nfl for the referees today and if this was a normal game like the bills would be out of it like oh it was it was second and 10 and now it's second and 20 like forget it like just either dial up a punt or a long field goal or whatever like or turnover at downs this is not gonna happen and like that didn't even matter they still won by almost 30 points it did not even didn't even phase the the bills as a team and didn't didn't change the outcome whatsoever so I put on Twitter, I, I want to read this. Um, I mentioned on Twitter, you know, what what does this mean? What does this win and the AFC division win, the, the, the championship, really? What does that mean to you personally? Some have never seen the Bills win the division. Some were much younger. What does it mean to you? So I'm going to read some of the uh, the comments that you guys have, uh, have written to us over Twitter. If you're not following us, please do. We're at CTWPod, like Circling the Wagons Pod. The Josh Allen Stan account writes, means everything. I've only seen the Bills suck, been waiting for this moment my whole life. You know, we mentioned being kids and uh, and going through this time frame where, where we were just like so used to the Bills winning. It almost reminds me of uh, like this Bill Burr comedy sketch where he talks about like having a dog. And like when you're and having an, a dog as an adult versus having one as a kid. And he talks about like, you know, as a kid, like everything's amazing. Like you don't have to pay for anything. No one's cheated on you. Like everything's amazing as a kid. And then as an adult, you know, you've had all these bad things. You've been fired, you know, this and that. You're, uh, and then, you know, when your dog comes home to, to see you, you know, it, it's wagging its tail and it's so happy to see you. He's like, you can't appreciate that till you're an adult and you've actually lived through things. And I think that's true for, you know, a lot of these fans that like they, some, some haven't seen the bills actually be good. We've been spoiled because we saw it as kids. And like these, there's a lot of our listeners that are 25 years or younger, or obviously don't remember when they were one year old, <laughs> how the bills were doing. And this is th- the best that the bills have ever been. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of cool to see that. Tom McArdle writes, I became a bills fan after moving to the Rochester area in 2005. I had been in North Carolina for 11 years, grew up in South Jersey after they lost to the Steelers' backups in early 2005 to miss the playoffs, I was hooked. I could identify. I love this area, this fan base, and this team. Interesting. That's cool. It's funny that that he... was so depressing. You remember that? <laughs> uh. <laughs> if that was your first game as a Bills fan, like that sucks. <laughs> All they needed to do was to beat the Steelers' backups to make the playoffs. <laughs> That was actually a very depressing. That was a very frustrating part as a Bills fan for me. It made me actually uh, consider not staying a fan. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, we're we're playing Tommy Maddox. Like we've got this. This is a lock. <laughs> 
Who was their who was their running back? Willie uh Fast Willie Ah oh, man, he was he was a nobody until that game, and then he became one of the best running backs in the NFL after that. Oh man. Fast Willie Parker? No, I can't remember. Um Primetime Hanover writes, It's the first time in my life I was barely a twinkle in my dad's sack the last time the Bills won the division. <laughs> um I think he I think you're a twinkle in the eye, like an itch in the... Itch in the sack. <laughs> a tingle? A tingle? A numbness? <laughs> no, that's... That's, uh, that's a funny. A gl- gleam in the eye, maybe. A gleam? Gleam, gleam in the eye? Gleam? <laughs> a twinkle in my dead sack. No, a twinkle in the eye. Twinkle good. in the eye, yeah. Uh, Dave Thorpe writes, was 23 in 95, been a long and painful road to get back, but in a year of pretty much pure shit everywhere... This team is a shining light. Trust the process. A little corny, but I don't give a fuck. Makes me proud again. Makes me feel proud again. Beauty is there's still plenty more to come. We're back, baby. Go Bills. It's crazy. Like John mentioned about uh, Bean and McDermott getting extended. You know Josh Allen is going to get the franchise tag and extended as well. I mean, Josh Allen is only 24 years old. He is this good, and he's only 24 years old. I mean, think about how long quarterbacks stay good for. I mean, he could be playing in his 35, 36, 37. Could he be a 40-year-old playing like Tom Brady, 42? I mean, who knows? Plus, he's improved substantially substantially year to year. Like, he, what if he improves that much more in his fourth year or his fifth year? Like, like when is his peak going to be? What if this is his floor? <laughs> this His ceiling could be, yeah. We're going to go into some stats of the game, but there's some really cool stats about Josh Allen out there. Rob Zach writes, after this dumpster fire of a year, it means a lot. I was in middle school last time, far too long. That's about it's about uh, John's age, apparently, according to uh, what he told us about that. Um, <laughs> that is a good. I, I like how people are saying how how crappy twenty twenty is, because this was like imagine being a Jets fan. <laughs> like the year already sucks in general because of COVID nineteen, and then added on top of it the fact that you're entire organization is a dumpster fire (laughs) from the top down like we are in the best possible situation as fans of a team everything's trending up you know i'd say the only people that that are even close to that are possibly like the the chiefs with mahomes right i mean because you know mahomes is going to last almost as long as Allen does because of their age it's like this this is an exciting time man wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny once the Jets lock up the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence decides to go back for another year? <laughs> Could he pull like an Eli Manning where he, he decides he will not go to the New York Jets and uh, gets traded to somewhere else outside the division? He could. It's not unprecedented. Elway did it. Bo Jackson did it. Nicholas Barnsdale writes, I haven't seen it in my lifetime. This is vindicating. I've only been through the rough times, waiting for the good ones. Finally, we're here. This is the team I've been waiting for. Yeah, well put. Well put. This definitely vindicated. I mean, think about all the times like growing up that you took crap for being a Bills fan. Like, I mean, just from almost almost everyone, really. <laughs> it was like the response. Like you could never talk trash as a Bills fan because your team was six and ten or seven and nine. <laughs> Can't really trash talk if you're getting a top ten pick in the draft. You know what's sad? Even during the Super Bowl years, we took a lot of shit. <laughs> yes, we did. Remember the whole "boy, I love losing Super Bowls" acronym? Like, yeah, 
It was terrible. <laughs> We've never not taken shit as Bills fans. Even with the Bills have been the best team in the AFC four times straight. <laughs> uh, Philip Masterson writes, I'm in tears. I'm so happy. I've never seen this in my life. I wish my grandpa, who got me into Bills football, was here to see this. You know, there's a lot of, I, I'm sure a lot of Bills fans are thinking about that with either family members or friends that they've lost um, over the years that never got a chance to see um, the Bills be this good, you know, first ending the drought and then, you know, being 11 and 3 and being in potentially uh, a really good seed in the playoffs. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, I think about my grandfather. Um, who's one of the reasons why I'm a Bills fan. Um, my grand, my mother, um, who, who is not tech savvy whatsoever has been emailing me like once a week. Um, you know, it's telling me how happy she is for, um, for the team and how happy she is to see this. Um, it's good. You know, I hope she gets to see one soon. So, uh, yeah. Does, can't you get her texting? No, she's, she just got an email like a year ago. <laughs> so I think texting is like, I think she only got a smartphone because he, she had to. They literally don't make like non-smartphones anymore. So she's like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> um, or either that or like she's literally like as savvy as like an IT person. She just doesn't want anybody bothering her all the time. She might be that way too. I wouldn't put it past her. Perks writes, stay positive, stay loyal. Never give up on the Buffalo Bills. Good thing will come out. Good thing will come out way. I don't know what that don't know what that last means. But been a Bills fan since we drafted OJ. I have seen a lot. Go Bills. We are not done. If he if he was there alive to watch the Bills draft OJ, when they draft OJ nineteen seventy two, I think. So like if he was at least four or five or six years old then, I mean, he's sixty years old now. Almost, right? No, fifty. 50 something. Yeah. So perks has, uh, has been through a lot. That's for sure. Haley K writes, I finally get to see them win the division and I hope to see them go to the Super Bowl. My dad lives it because he was there during the Jim Kelly era. Jake Mike, uh, writes, I didn't think I'd have to wait until I turned 24 to see this happen, but God damn, is it well worth the wait? My first bills game was Bledsoe's first game. If you remember, they lost in overtime on a kick return. That should have been a sign. <laughs> but but damn, this makes all that worth it. Absolutely. Um, Taryn, like credit to all of those, credit to all Bills fans that are like under the age of like 26 or 27 that have never seen, that didn't just become a Bills fan like the last few years. Like just think about it. If you've been a Bills fan since you were born and you're 24 right now, like all you've known is awfulness. Like you're like the epitome of a of an actual fan. Like at but least we you have to subtract some. Like you don't really know anything until you're. What would you say? Five, six, seven? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really. I would say ten or twelve. Like. <laughs> so he's only gone dude. through like twelve or thirteen years worth of right. it. It's not that bad. Yeah. 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 Get over it, Jake. <laughs> no, that's. I mean, I know shit until. Well, like I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't take somebody to Disney when they're four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right? Right, exactly. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, my oldest is five. We've talked about going to Disney. Like, should we even do it? Like, he's not going to remember it. Just flush your money down the toilet. <laughs> if you're going at that point, and I'm sure a lot of people do, you're really going for yourself. Like, no wow. parent no parent is like, 
I hate Disney, but I'm going to do it for my four-year-old or five-year-old. <laughs> They're like, I love Disney, and, and they might get something out of it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the uh, Taryn Bauer writes, the first thing I did when the clock hit zero was call my mother. The Bills are family, and this is a reason to celebrate with family. This is the best the Bills have been in my lifetime, and it brings a grin to my face like no other. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Kevin Kaiser writes, this is amazing. It feels good to feel good about my team. I think we have our QB for the next 15 years, and that is bananas. Now let's go get some playoff wins. Absolutely. Trey writes, I'm 28. This is the first Bills team I can remember watching that is genuinely good. Lived in Texas my whole life. Dad is from Buffalo. Always got weird looks in public wearing my Bills hat. I've always worn it proudly. But now? Question mark? Absolutely. Well, I hope now you continue to wear it proudly, I guess. <laughs> I think he means that. What's what's the opposite or what like We're wearing it like timidly? Nobody look at me. I mean, he's just going to get up in people's faces now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Trey is over like people in the grocery store, they're kind of like, "Oh yeah. Hey. It's like, yeah, that's right. AFC champs, bitch. AFC East champs. My God, I was just going to say, nice hat. (laughs) Private Joker 2003 writes, I've been a Marine for 18 years. Since leaving for boot camp, many things have changed in my life. I've grown farther apart from old friends who have started their own families. Meanwhile, I've rotated to different duty stations around the world every three years. My Bill's passion is one of the primary things that preserves my Rochester, New York roots. It's an emotional bridge between... My childhood and my life as a middle-aged Marine nearing retirement. My hope for a Bills resurgence is something that returns to me that returns me to a simpler time. Finally winning the AFC East again feels like the sequel we've awaited for years. The resumption of unfinished business from two decades ago. There's a dormant spirit that never left Orchard Park, and it has fully reawakened. Wow. Great. Thank you, Private Joker2003, for your service. Appreciate it. Um, you and everyone listening that has served our military and yeah, yeah, well put SJ writes. She said, my diehard daughter gets to experience what I did back in the day. Yeah. I think a lot of parents are starting to feel that about their, their younger children. They're just now getting to experience, um, some good times live, love, bark, Buffalo bills, writes. I've been through it all. The four super bowls, Doug Flutie, the music city miracle. Ugh. The drought, uh, all of it. I never, never stopped loving my bills, and I am beside myself happy right now. I'd say this feeling is only second to the bills, um, the bills ending the playoff drought. Honestly, um, and then I think that this, the only, the only feeling that's going to top that is when the bills finally win a playoff game, which is that drought is twenty five years. I mean, you think about it, the bills. The first one was the. Ending the playoff drought. Second one was winning the division. Now the last one will be winning a playoff game. And they've got to actually just have a new uh, design up on T Public. It's just like the Buffalo Bills checklist, which is the check is on the ending the drought. The next check is on winning the division. And then the third check is win it all. So that's the last one we have to do as Bills fans, um, besides winning a playoff game. <laughs> the Bills got. I feel like, can, can people like check their own shirt? Or do you want them to buy like at each step? At each step. I really should have added like five more <laughs> steps. <laughs> <laughs> win uh win a, a playoff game win a playoff game against a team beginning with the letter h <laughs> when they win a i feel Super like Bowl. if i had that shirt i would just fill in the box myself 
You would want to, right? I yeah. Like you'd want you are you saying you'd want a completely blank shirt with like a bunch of check boxes, then you mark them off yourself after every Well right now, say you say it's up there right now and, and it's like win the division. Now you have a check mark. Well, there's other boxes under there, right? That say like win a playoff game, win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna buy a whole new shirt just so you can fill in a check mark. <laughs> uh, what a scam! <laughs> it's like putting duct tape on the back of the jersey. Who a player with a different number that's wearing now, right? Same thing. Just put a duct tape check mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I figured that I wasn't gonna, but that is a good idea. I wasn't gonna release a new shirt if the Bills win the Super Bowl and that, but maybe I will <laughs> win it all. Check mark. Now you have to buy the three check mark shirt. All the boxes filled in. Then I'll have like, but then I'll create another one underneath it. There'll always be one underneath it. The next one will be like, win a Super Bowl twice. <laughs> win a Super Bowl three times. Become a dynasty. Better than the New England Patriots. Uh, the Bills God writes. It's funny. I think his original handle was Bills God. But after I called him the Bills God, he's like, I had to change. I had to change my handle. So he wrote the Bills God. I was a fetus the last time the Bills won the division. I am one day older than Josh Allen. Funny, Josh Allen broke a uh, a division title drought that he wasn't even alive for. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. So obviously, neither is the Bills God. He he writes, "This win has me feeling like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> even though I live in Rochester, I had to constantly defend my fandom for the Bills. That's so true. We live in the Rochester area as well." And uh, yeah, there's a lot of other there's a lot of other fans of different teams in this area. He writes, "We were known for being the pinnacle of mediocrity for the vast majority of my life. Seeing the people that are around my age, specifically, are the ones that are helping turn this team around, is the best feeling I've ever had, and is exactly what my dad felt 30 years ago. I don't know what else to say. I'm just insanely happy right now. Well put. You don't. There's not much else to say. I think you said it all there. The Bills God." Um, Courtney Orgasmo, <laughs> Courtney Orgasmo, Courtney Orgasmo writes, I was one parentheses, 16 months old. The last time the bills won the division, this is a game I'll be telling my future kids about hashtag bills, mafia hashtag bills by a billion. All right. All right. Thank you guys for sharing those sentiments. Let's go into our stats of the game in today's win. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. All people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. John, you had some pretty interesting stats. You want to lead this uh, this segment off with your stats from uh, today's game? Yes, so Stephon Diggs is now number one in franchise history for receptions in a season, 111. Previous record, Eric Moulds at 100. And Diggs still has a couple games left to play. He's also third in receiving yards behind a couple of Moulds seasons, but he's only... 55 yards away for being number one. Trivia question for you. Who is the Bills franchise lead, single season leader in touchdown receptions? And I'll even give you the year. 1995, which was the last year the Bills 
on the division. So what was it? Touchdowns? <laughs> the last leading receiver? For- yes. Bill's all-time rece- receiving leader for a single season in touchdowns. How many was it or who was it? It was who was it, right? Um, who was it? It, it? I'll give you. It was 11 and it was in 1995. The last time the Bills won the division. Well, you just mentioned Molds, like, and I don't think Molds was there then. No, he wasn't. He wasn't drafted then. Correct. Yeah, I was going to say Lee. Obviously, Lee Evans wasn't there. Um, <laughs> Lee, it's got to be. Could it be Andre Reed? Would that be? It uh, could be, but it wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't my answer. That wasn't my answer. I was just asked. <laughs> I was putting it up there hypothetically. Uh, Mike, you want to go? We... Ah, Don Beebe? I was. God, it's for me. It's between Lofton and Beebe. Oh, my, John's shaking his head. No, jeez. Um, I don't know who the heck else was there. That type, Lofton Beebe. John can barely remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> Sounds like nineteen ninety-five. Thank you for giving me the year. That did not help as much as I had hoped. <laughs> I have, um, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I can give you too many hints other than, um, like Reed. Re, so like Reed only played started six games that year. I think he, he had an injury, um, so that takes him out of the equation. Uh, they had a couple of young guys, a young tight end. They had a, a veteran receiver on the team that did not start his career with the Bills, but started his career with a team in the division. Oh, was it like Billy Brooks or something? No, no. Um... Yes. Was it? Yes. Wow. Ted is crazy that he has the record for his season, and that was probably his only season with the Bills. No, he was there for like three years. Oh, was he? Okay. Okay. What was his his, uh, record? How many touchdowns? It was 11 touchdowns. Okay. Gotcha. 11. All right. There were a bunch of guys that had 10, but he he had 11. Dude, those were some some good stats. Do you have any more for us, or is, uh, is that where we leave off? I think that's where we leave off. Um, <laughs> I did see I did see the stat on Twitter uh, that um, the Bills have broke some record for touchdown passes to thirteen different receivers this year. That's pretty cool. Um, so you know that's good, dude. That is so nice to see. I mean, if you think about long, longevity of a quarterback, like think about some stats of like some quarterbacks when they don't have like Matt Stafford after Calvin Johnson left. Like, I don't know if he was as good of a quarterback, like you lose your best wide receiver. And, uh, and sometimes that's debilitating for quarterbacks. And with Josh Allen, he just finds a way to get everyone involved. Like that's what good quarterbacks do. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers has like, I feel like he has a pro bowl wide receiver every year or like Ben Roethlisberger, like before Juju Smith-Schuster, it was Antonio Brown. Before Antonio Brown, it was Heinz Ward. Before Heinz Ward, you know, like, they always have, like, these good wide receivers that these, because these good quarterbacks make these wide receivers good, you know what I mean? Like, before Devontae Adams, for Aaron Rodgers, it was Jordy Nelson. Before Jordy Nelson, it was Greg Jennings, you know, like, all those guys. Um, that speaks to, uh, hopefully, to how good Josh Allen is. Speaking of Josh Allen, Josh Allen was 28 for 40 today. 359 yards and two touchdowns passing and two touchdowns rushing. So four touchdowns in all for Josh Allen today. His completion percentage, again, exactly 70%. So another great game by Josh Allen. Zach Moss, three on 13 carries, he had 81 yards, 6.2 yards per carry. Devin Singletary, eight carries for 68 yards and one touchdown, 8.5 yards per carry. Of course, 
Um, those were greatly exaggerated by that 51-yard touchdown run in garbage time that he had, which was amazing. That was a great play by Devin Singletary. Did not see that coming, um, honestly, and, and uh, he broke one off. Josh Allen had three carries for 33 yards and two touchdowns. So Josh had a good day with only three rushes today. So now we're going into the receiving. This is where it gets nice and juicy. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, 11 receptions on 13 targets, 147 yards. Cole Beasley, third and Cole Beasley, eight receptions for on 10 targets for 112 yards. He did have two third down receptions today. So uh, continuing with uh, third and Cole. And uh, appreciate appreciate everyone who uh, <laughs> tweets tweets at me and like I literally don't have to say anything like sometimes I'll miss a play because I'm either writing notes or you know I'm doing something around the house and people like tweet me third and Cole and I love it keep doing it every uh I, I did write on Twitter too I wrote uh after the second third down I wrote wrote finish this sentence third and and like 20 of you write Cole and then one of you wrote I'm not giving you what you want <laughs> and then that was the only tweet that John's ever liked <laughs> Of anything that's been written about us from his own personal burner account. <laughs> the only thing was like, because John hates the nickname. So fair enough, John. But uh, but I did write to her. I think it was Beanie. She, I did say, hey, but did you think about Third and Cole when it happened? And she wrote no comment. So I like to think that you still thought about it, even if uh, even if you didn't like it. It's because you're drilling it into everybody's heads. Think about our kids watching those TV shows over and over and over again. Of course, you're going to keep thinking about it because it's over and over and over again. It's like the theme song to like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's third and cold, third and cold, third and cold. I just need a song now, you know? But it's almost ironic because he does not get that many passes on third down. Yeah. But he has like a, a flowing, luxurious mane in every shot. <laughs> but whatever. You know, if it makes... If it makes you feel any better, somebody did write beastly, Mike, which I think was yours. Um, some people have written to me they like Coldilocks better than Third and Cole. Um, respectfully, those people are wrong, but they have said that. So it's not um, – you know, and I only hear from the people that like it for the most part. Some people have converted. Some people said, I didn't like it at first, and now I can't stop thinking about it. And then some people were just like, this is terrible. I don't. You don't hear about – you don't hear so much from those people. Um, that that don't like it as much, but I don't necessarily want to hear from those people. So don't feel like you have to reach out. It's okay. <laughs> but John hit the nail on the head, right? Like it's just a psychological phenomenon. The more you're exposed to something, the more you like it. Remember the Seinfeld episode where George always had to leave something at the girl's apartment on the first date so he could come back and pick it up for the second date. <laughs> <laughs> and that overexposure, the person was like, oh, I guess I kind of like him. <laughs> I a little jingle. Costanza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're constantly third and cold, third and cold. Third, like it over exaggerates that in people's heads, I think. But anyway, for <laughs> Coldilocks, he already set his career high in yards, already set his career high in receptions, and he's just 50 yards for his first 1,000 yard season. So it's awesome to see, right? Like that, that he's having a lot of success. And the Bills haven't had two 1,000 yard receivers since Mold and Payless Price in 2002. Wow. That would be, that'd be good. That'd be good to see for once. Um, third and Cole. Like that. <laughs> It would actually be better if it was That's like... That's the only way you could make it more catchy, yeah. Cole Beasley. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, 
no that's third and i'm like i'm like so you're saying like i'm the george costanza <laughs> how did george costanza end up with the best looking women how did that <laughs> feel like him and jerry both just like really outkick their coverage in like every episode terry hatcher like some really stunning women from the 90s who all went on to have tremendous success as actresses <laughs> so funny um dawson knox the next leading receiver, two receptions on four targets for 36 yards and a touchdown. Dawson Knox starting to get in my good graces. Still has to do a lot. He's on his way. He's getting a slightly better. This is a step in the right direction. We need a lot more of this, Dawson. We need a lot more. But uh, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns in two weeks. Jake Kumaro, which people have la- labeled as uh, who just got elevated from the practice squad to the active roster. Jake Kumaro, um, one reception. One target, one touchdown for 22 yards. People have labeled him touchdown Jesus. And uh, yeah, that's cool to see. Gabriel Davis, two receptions on five targets for 18 yards. Devin Singletary, three receptions on three targets for 16 yards. You know, Zach Moss getting a lot more carries than Devin Singletary the last few weeks. Um, But Devin Singletary still significant in the passing game. So part of me wonders if I know... They've, they've included Zach Moss. Maybe Devin Singletary starts to, you know, less carries, but uh, but makes up for it in receptions. As far as the Bills go turnover-wise, Andre Roberts had that one muff punt, so he had one fumble, one loss. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to go into the, the, the defensive side of the ball. Jerry Hughes, uh, well, Tredavis White had that uh, sack and then that forced fumble that turned into a Jerry Hughes fumble recovery that turned into a touchdown. Um Josh Allen had a fumble, but it was not lost. So Trey White had this, had a sack on today. Mario Addison had a sack, and Ed Oliver had a sack. That was a manly sack by Ed Oliver. He just took him and just threw Drew Locke to the ground. And I was worried that he might get a penalty for it because of how violently he tossed him around. Uh, but luckily it didn't matter. They had two offensive linemen on him, too. Oh, really? Wow. Two offensive linemen blocking him? Wow. Tyler Bass was two for two today for field goals, uh, six for six for extra points. So a great game by Tyler Bass and Corey Bahork was one punt today for 63 yards. Wow. Joe Biscali was tweeting about that. It was like a five, five and a half second hang time or something. Um, pretty cool. And then Andre Roberts, I think he made up for it after that muff punt because he had a really good uh, return to open up the second half where he got down to like the Denver 45-yard line. So not upset about Andre Roberts. He was going to – we'll get into Wall of Shame later, but uh, he does not make it for me. Um, on the Broncos' side of the ball – So you mentioned Hank. Yep. Sorry, you, you mentioned Hank time. Do you remember like back in the day they would actually like on the TV they would have the Hank time seconds in the bottom corner? Yeah. Like why don't they do that anymore? I don't know who's upset about there being the hang time. I think that's awesome, right? That, that's like a significant stat too, right? Like to have like not just a long punt because if you can kick it long, but if it's a line drive, they have all day to return. Yeah, hang time is very important for depth of a kick, and yeah, hang time for sure, absolutely. Like you could drill a one second sixty yard punt, and then the guy takes it and returns it forty yards before you guys even can even get downfield. <laughs> right. No. On the Broncos' side of the ball, we're going to go through this quickly. Drew Locke, 20 for 32, 132 yards, one touchdown. Not a very good day by the young quarterback. Um, by the way, if you're a Bills fan, man, how much better? How happy are you that the Broncos passed up on 
Josh Allen for Bradley Chubb. Now, Bradley Chubb was supposed to be like the second coming of uh, Von Miller when he came out, but, um, you know, they had Case Keenum at the time as a veteran quarterback. They're like, oh, well, we'll draft someone like in the second or third round or something, you know, next year. But uh, this year we'll take the defensive end and we'll just roll with our veteran quarterback. Case Keenum's, I don't even know if Case Keenum's in the league anymore. And, uh, I mean, if you take uh, between quarterback and pass rush, you take quarterback every single time. Melvin Gordon, 11 carries for 61 yards, two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon had five and a half yards per carry. Philip Lindsay had 11 carries for 38 yards, three and a half yards per carry. And Noah Fant was the leading receiver for the Broncos, eight receptions on 11 targets for 68 yards and a touchdown. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. After we get back, we're going to do our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, so stick around. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show, and I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike. There are a few cool stats I forgot to get to before the break. Josh Allen trails Drew Bledsoe by 359 yards for the most in team history. Diggs trails Eric Moulds by 54 yards for the most in team history. Josh, so this was a cool thing from CBS Sports HQ. Josh Allen has just joined a very exclusive club. Players with 30 passing touchdowns and eight rushing touchdowns in a season. Josh Allen 2020 and Cam Newton 2015. Those are the only people in history that have had 30 passing touchdowns and eight rushing touchdowns in a season. Cam won the MVP that season. So what does that say about Josh Allen? Hashtag Bills Mafia. So that was pretty cool to see. Now on to our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molassie, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. Our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. John, I'll start with you. Who is, what, what was your Sweet Sassy Molassie play of the game in today's victory over the Broncos? I got to go with the... Um... The Trey White sack force fumble, doing his best Bruce Smith impersonation. And uh, Jerry Hughes with the amazing return for a touchdown. Sweet, sassy, molassie. <laughs> Tredavious White actually tweeted after the game. He's like, you can just call me Bruce Smith Jr. <laughs> that was awesome. Cool. That was a good play. Definitely good to see. That put the Bills up after they had just scored a touchdown in the third quarter with a Josh Allen one-yard Rushing touchdown, they went up 28-13. 
Two plays later, the Bills score again on that uh, Trey White sack fumble. Jerry Hughes, uh, Jerry Hughes had some moves on that recover or on that uh, return too. That wasn't just like a straight line beat everyone that's chasing you. He had some moves on that uh, return for a touchdown, twenty-one yard touchdown return to go up 35-13. Mike, what is your sweet sassy molassy play of the game? I agree, hundred percent. That play was outstanding. At the end of the year, that should be on the Bills highlight reel. I thought it was on YouTube watching Deion Sanders or Ed Reed running one back. The way he's swimming through guys, jump cutting. Um, at first, when he went to scoop that ball, like in my mind, I'm like, no, let the other guy pick it up. He's actually running towards the the end zone. You're just gonna fall over, Jerry. But man, what a turnaround from by expectation to what actually happened. I couldn't believe it. He's played 166 games. That's his second touchdown. He should be scoring one every other week with moves like that. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. You're like, no, Jerry, let that uh, that DB with 4-5 speed run it back, not you. <laughs> not this 260-pound defensive end who's just like trying to scoop it. <laughs> yeah. oh, good call. I'm actually going to go. That was a great play. That was one of my favorite plays of the game. I'm actually going to go with the play that wasn't as my sweet sassy molassy play of the game just because of its creativity alone. It was the uh, in the second quarter, Josh Allen um, had a Statue of Liberty play where he uh, basically fake, he pump faked it as if he was throwing it to like a, a bubble screen, and then he handed it off behind the back with his left hand to Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary runs five yards for a touchdown, completely, you know, untouched in the end zone, and of course it gets called back by a holding penalty. <laughs> um, actually, one of three penalties that would be called on that first and goal drive where there was an offensive pass interference play on or penalty on Diggs right after that. And then there was a false start penalty. So <laughs> the bills were first and goal from the 30 yard line of the two minute warning. <laughs> we're like, Oh great. How's this going to end? Like they, they're basically, they're almost out of field goal range. And then somehow, you know, Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. He found uh Jay Kumro for a 22 yard touchdown pass and made the best of that. Uh, that pretty rough, uh, rough uh, string of penalties. But really, I thought that was a cool. You play. you have a contrarian streak, man. You, you just a, just to be different. <laughs> You're like, oh, Nate, what's your favorite food? Like, oh, can I list a drink? Like, it didn't. It, it's not a play, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever met those people like that don't like things that everyone else likes? Like, like they don't like pizza or peanut butter or something. <laughs> we have we have friends that don't like peanut butter, and we're like, really. Like you don't like, you're not allergic, right? No, I'm not allergic. I just don't like it. I'm like, what? And then they're like super defensive about it. <laughs> it's like, what? What? I don't like, I don't like peanut butter, right? Like, oh, geez. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that like everyone else on earth loves peanut butter. <laughs> like it is literally one of the best foods on earth. It would be really tough not to eat. Um, <laughs> fine. I just don't like it. Okay. God, get off my back. Anyway, <laughs> but no, I'm not usually contrarian. I'm usually the peanut butter lover, the pizza lover. I, I like all that stuff. I just... That, I, I didn't know if we were going to bring up that play otherwise, so I had to bring it up. Okay? 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 Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, so Patrick Mahomes tweeted during that drive, man has three passing touchdowns on this drive somehow with some emojis. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Patrick Mahomes tweeting that. he had. Uh, that's cool. Showing Josh Allen some love, saying he had three touchdowns on that drive. He literally did. I forget what the other ones were off the top of my head, but he had, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, was there a Gettysburg of the game for today's today's win? 
four score and seven years ago. A turning point? A turning point somewhere in the game? You know, I thought it was going to be not not that I thought the Bills would lose, but boy, it it, it changed the momentum briefly. Was the Roberts must muff punt? The Bills were up fourteen zero and and just rolling. Um, and then to to flip the field and give the ball right back to the Broncos was was tough. Um, and if if I think we were all on the same page in the sense of like we still thought the Bills would win, but you don't want to see stuff like that against a, a team in the upper echelon of the NFL. But man, that could have been costly. Yeah, that was close. John, what about you? I wouldn't say there was a Gettysburg play per se. I mean, the the, the game was, I mean, the Bills are going to win no matter what. Like before, like it's on the schedule, right? Like after, you know, six days before now, oh, we're playing Denver next week. Ah, oh, it's a win. Like there's no, that that was the turning point. The Bills are going to win. There's no, there's no like Gettysburg. Like that was, it's almost like, um, you know, that scene in, in the beginning of Gladiator where, the Roman Empire is is facing off against these guys who are kind of like barbarians. And like the Romans have all these like really high tech weaponry and the barbarians have like swords. S- swords. <laughs> they have stones tied to sticks. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. Yeah, this isn't gonna go too well for those barbarians. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna win this one. It's like people should know when they're being conquered. <laughs> when they've been conquered. Would you, Quintus? <laughs> Would I? <laughs> of all the things you could have said, like, oh, Rome, they had uh, they had the numbers, they had the dogs, the horses, like, oh, the the tactics. You went with they had the technology, <laughs> the weaponry. I mean, and they had all they have is swords. <laughs> they had catapults and stuff, <laughs> and uh, other things. So, yeah, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. They didn't have cannons then. So. <laughs> yeah, guns weren't invented. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have a Gettysburg of the game. That was a good one, Mike. I think the the muff punt could potentially have been one because you saw them, you know, the the Broncos score right away, and you're like, oh, is this? You can't help but be a Bills fan and be like, oh, is this is this where it is this how it goes? Like a team that the Bills should be, and then they give them a couple of chances to be in it, and the Bills uh stood tough, and uh, they didn't. I'm I'm just happy that this team didn't let the AFC East division get into their minds too much and then forget to really play today and win today over before they look ahead. And they didn't. So uh, really proud of them. The Gettysburg play of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, just like the sweet sassy molassie plays of the game were brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. And now let's go into our wall of famers and wall of shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. So let's go into our wall of fame first. Wall. John, who are you going to put on your wall of fame for today's victory over the Denver Broncos? I go with Josh Allen. 70% completion percentage, 392 total yards, four touchdowns on target, and Josh Allen, right? Yes, absolutely. Mike, who's on your wall of fame? Yeah, it's it's Josh Allen, Nate, with... The passes through the air, running into touchdowns. Um, he's going to be at, at the end of the season, the single season franchise record holder for passing yards, for touchdowns. It's yeah, we're just feeling fortunate to have a competent and dare we say elite um, person under center for the Bills. Ooh, dare we say it? Oh wow, 
going there already. All right. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, have, I think he's, he's back in the MVP conversation. Oh, 100%. He should absolutely be in the MVP conversation. I have Josh Allen as well on my wall of fame for today's victory. Um, Josh Allen had over 300 yards going into the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, he really didn't do anything. He had a couple of passes, but really he handed the ball off a lot. And then Matt Barkley took, took over a drive or two, and that was it. Josh Allen uh, just continuing. You know, let me know what you guys think about this because we've watched enough team go into the playoffs, you know, in our lives. And I think there's one of two teams that you want to be going into the playoffs. Um, you, I'll tell you what you don't want to be. You don't want to be the team that gets in either wins the division or, or gets in the wild card and like limps in, right? It starts off like 10 and 0 and then loses three games in a row or whatever. And then just barely wins out or whatever to, to either win the division or get the wild card spot. You don't want to be that team. What you want to be is either like a new England Patriots type team where you're just a Goliath all season and you rarely lose and you're really beating up on teams and you are the clear favorite, like perhaps basically like the Kansas City Chiefs this year, or you want to be the team that comes on strong in the final stretch of the season that just like lights on fire, like the Tennessee Titans like last season with it, that made it to the AFC Championship, or like the Jacksonville Jaguars a year before that that made it to the AFC Championship, or whenever it was a couple of years ago before that. Like you want to be that team that's just like hot at the right time. And I think that the, first of all, I think the Steelers might be potentially be the, the team that's getting you know, uh, cold at the right time, at the wrong time for them, right time for us. But I think the Bills might be that team that's just coming in on a hot streak and finally putting everything together uh, offensively and defensively. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you you remember back with the like the Giants-Patriots Super Bowls, the Giants got hot at the right time. They didn't necessarily have the greatest regular season, but they strung some games together towards the end of the regular season, carried that into the playoffs. Um, so th- there is something to be said for having uh, a hot streak like that. Do, do I want to? So the question is, do I want to be a Goliath or a really hot team? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or, a, or a cold team that just limps in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you want to be a good team that's either really good yeah. right now or have been good all season. OK, all right. Correct. <laughs> all right. Way to simplify my um, discussion. Thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> next, let's go to our wall of shame. In today's victory. Shame. 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 John, who are you going to put on your wall of shame in today's win? Can you can you put anyone on it? I mean, I could, but I'm, I'm not going to name a specific player. I think I just got to go with the, the discipline slash penalties. They had eight for 75 yards. And obviously, you know, it wasn't going to hinder them today. And even despite drives where they had multiple in a row, they still scored. But... Against a better team, that might have been. So I'm just going to put there. Penalties for John. Mike, what about you? Who's on your wall of shame for today's win? In today's win? I think penalties are a good one. Um, and I I think another thing that stuck out to me was one of the announcers talking about the relationship between offensive coordinator Brian Dable and Josh Allen. Did you guys catch that? No. No. Bring us up to speed. <laughs> well, if there's... There's two things that can wreck the season for the Bills, right? COVID and then this. <laughs> it's like, oh, we talked to, to uh, Dable and 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 asked him about the relationship with Josh Allen. It's like, oh, Dable's like, oh, yeah, I, I uh, consider him like a son. And then they went and talked to Allen. And Allen's like, ah, he's like my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> you can't have that in a relationship where one person thinks they're the father and the other thing, the other person thinks they're best friends. <laughs> it's like they're on the same level. Well, sometimes, I mean, some people think that their dad is their best friend. You know, like, right? Like, oh, he's like my dad. He's like my best friend. It's like an adult relationship. You're thinking, I think of it, I think you're thinking of it more like a child to a father as opposed to like a 24-year-old like Josh is to his father. Like, Josh might le- legitimately think his 40-something-year-old father is his best friend. And Brian Dable is probably about his father's age. So, initially, I don't say you, I say you don't, you do not want to be your child's best friend because then they won't listen to you because you don't have to listen to your friends. <laughs> But I think what you're grown up and you're an adult, it's okay. So say we're best friends. I'm like, oh, Nate's my best friend. And and you're like, oh, I consider Mike my son. <laughs> you think that's good? <laughs> John, weigh in. Well, we're the same age too. So like that well, would be a little different. You're the same age. Well, but okay. So here's a similarity between Mike and me being the same age. If I'm like, oh, Mike's my best friend. And Mike's like, oh, he's like a little brother to me. <laughs> Like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> All right. That's cool, man. I just thought, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not see... I did not hear that. That's interesting. What would you guys think of the uh, the announcers today? Schlereth and the other guy. Stink. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, like, the last 10 minutes of the game, all they were talking about was Bill's Mafia smashing tables and, like, stores being sold out of tables. I mean... That's not really the, the basis for Bill's Mafia, right? I love how there's legitimately like probably like a hundred fans that have done that. And then like like all one or however many millions of us are, are established by those hundred fans that have done it. It's kind of funny. I mean, I don't hide from it, but it's just funny. There's a guy at work, he's like, You know, you guys are going to the Super Bowl, you're gonna go you're gonna go through a table, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I already, like, my back already hurts just from sleeping on it the wrong way. Do you think I want to jump on top of a table? Yeah. Well, he's a Raiders fan, so I don't know. Be like, well, he's a Raiders fan. Be like, well, if the Raiders finally win it, are you going to dress like you're, uh, like you're going to, like, uh, I don't know, Rocky Horror Picture, whatever they do, like where they dress all black, like in the black hole, they have shoulder pads with spikes on it. Are you going to, you know, join a motorcycle gang or whatever? Like, you're going to pretend like you're in the black hole. Is that all Raiders fans are? Like, that's such a such a dumb stereotype. What do you think of the nickname Stink? <laughs> it's only marginally better than Stench. <laughs> it's an interesting nickname. It's like one that like continued, and I've heard him say that like a, on Mike and Mike when he was on the radio. It's like, oh, okay, well that's his that's his name. Playfully call him Stink, and then he's on the TV and they're doing the same thing. I'm like, okay, that's better than third and fall. Slow. Slightly better. He could be what, Mike? It depends what stinks, I guess, right? It could be <laughs> anything. This oh oh uh he's like, yeah, you know, what did you think of that play? Wet garbage? <laughs> 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 or uh stuff that gets caught in my sink strainer. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of other smelly things without getting too uh Halitosis? Halitosis. <laughs> you know what? I have a friend that has halitosis, and um, I don't think he knows. Like, how do you tell someone that? How do you tell someone? Do, like, if I, I mean, Wait, do, is it me? 
<laughs> I was just gonna say, like, do you would you guys tell me if I had stinky breath? Like, would you tell me? Like, that's like a thing that like a really good friend does, right? <laughs> you gotta just gotta tell me if that's the case. Tell me, tell me offline. I don't want to know now. Tell me, off- right, right. <laughs> or use a chat box. All right, so. Um, wall of shame. I'm going to put, uh, the, the refs on some stupid calls tonight. Um, I'm going to say that Matt Milano roughing the passer penalty was just ridiculous. I thought he did a great job on, um, <laughs> John just put in the chat window sometimes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. That's fair. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder if I have bad breath and I speak too loud. Like, ah, hi, John. <laughs> um, so that Matt Milano roughing the passer penalty was pretty ridiculous. Um, there was nothing else. Matt Milano was not only blocked into the quarterback or he was chipped, so he had to go low, but like he did as much as you can possibly do without trying to hurt him. He like cradled his legs. Ever, he cradled Drew Locke's legs ever so gently and laid him down on the ground as well as he could without like twisting a knee or going straight into the kneecap. So um, I thought that was ridiculous. But really, I mean, it was hard to find a lot of uh, wall of shamers in today's win and uh yeah yeah so um that was a wall of shamer wall of fame and wall of shame brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook at delago now let's read some of our twitter comments um thank you guys all for writing into us if you're not following us please do at ctw pod and uh, after every game i say you know the bills win or lose who or what is on your wall of fame or wall of shame in today's win or loss and you guys never seem to disappoint. Bills Mafia 315 writes, Wall of Fame, gotta say Steph Diggs tonight, number one wide receiver in the league. Wall of Shame, silly penalties, especially in the red zone. The Gettysburg is the Kumro touchdown. Been too long since the Bills had a QB that can make that throw. Only one thing left to do, and he's, he puts in the uh, the picture of... Uh, of a guy, I don't know what this is from, Bills Mafia 315. I should definitely know what movie this is from. But this guy says, win the whole effing thing. What's the guy look like? Hold on, I'll share my screen. Just describe it. <laughs> He's a guy that has short hair. Like, what you... <laughs> Well, pretend you're witnessing a crime. That's what you'd say. <laughs> Can you see it? Can you see it now? Can you see him? No. Here, this is him. That guy. Oh, he's from Major League. Of course. Yeah, I knew I would eventually. You guys weren't any help, but I'm glad I could figure that out. <laughs> um, our, I've never seen that guy in my life <laughs> Famous actor, Academy Award winning actor You've never seen him? RTG Marley writes First off, love the podcast, man Keep up the good work Thank you very much, RTG Marley He, he wrote us last week He was like, I'm in the gym working out Listening to Circling the Wagons podcast, man um, Appreciate that Wall of Fame, the entire organization Top to bottom Words can't explain how proud of this team I am Got to give a special shout-out to Josh Allen, JA17, our franchise quarterback. Wall of shame, the refs once again did everything they they could to help Denver. By the way, I didn't mention this on that Matt Milano roughing the passer call, is they took about 10 minutes to talk about that. Roughly, if I was to time it, roughly 10 minutes to discuss whether that was a penalty. And then eventually he dropped a flag. Have any of you ever seen a play like that where they just talked about it for 10 minutes and then dropped a flag maybe like the only time i've ever thought about that is like um a uh what uh, intentional grounding that's the only time i've seen that and they have to think well was a guy outside the pocket did he throw past the line of scrimmage like all these things with here it was just like 
It reminded me of last year's Houston Texans game where those refs in the black shirts came out of nowhere and they're just like, hey, by the way, um, the Bills are winning. We can't let them have this play. <laughs> yeah, pro- I was going to respond to the Texans comment kind of had me at pause because I didn't want to think about that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, if there's like three penalties on the play, you'll see a huddle, right? And, and it'll take a while, but. <laughs> What's crazy about that is, um, is I, I have it in my head that these guys are actually like, okay, what's the spread on the game? It's five and a half points. Okay. So the bills are up. They're going to, they're going to destroy the spread. We cannot have this happen. The Vegas bookmakers will not allow it. We have to call this penalty. <laughs> At least that's what I have in my head as a, uh, a cynical bills fan. Steve Tharp writes wall of fame, Josh Allen playing lights out again. And Stefan Diggs bringing it every week consistently all season. The defense is getting better every week with the exception of our coverage of opposing tight ends. Wall of shame, the red zone penalties are out of hand and have to get fixed. Absolutely, Steve. Andrew Ensing writes, Wall of fame, Josh Allen, 4,000 passing yards. Wall of shame, Andre Roberts, hate to do it, but there wasn't much else. Yeah, it's, it's tough to find a wall of shame. Henry Booth writes, Wall of Fame, the whole team, especially Hughes, looking like a running back, running that touchdown back. (laughs) Wall of Shame, none. The Bills are AFC East champs. Let the celebration begin. J-F-E-D-K-I-W writes, J-F-E-D-K-I-W? Wall of Fame, the offense. Wall of Shame, Nick Wright. (laughs) Yeah, Nick Wright. Big R writes, uh, Wall of Fame. By the way, Big R did mention to me over Twitter that uh, it's more of an ironic name because someone, one of his good friends, has the same exact name as him. So he's like normal size, and so he, they just called him Big R, kind of ironically. So I like that. I like. I'm going to continue to call you Big R because I love that nickname. He writes uh, Wall of Fame. It's like Cole, calling Cole Beasley like Big Cole, right? <laughs> um, Wall of Fame, Josh. He's the reason for the season. Another 300 yard game. Ho 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 hum. Wall of shame, no one. First AFC East title since Windows 95. <laughs> Gettysburg, he, he said halftime. The Bills realized Denver only scored because of fluky turnovers and bad roughing the passer call and decided to, he writes, step foot on, step foot to neck. Jamie McAndrew writes, Wall of Fame, McDermott, the mastermind, to end the drought and the defense as at one stage, I thought luck was crying at, on the field. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's funny. Wall of shame, the refs. As Alan put it, how many times do we have to score? Sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game, he writes. Oh, geez, I'm getting some, we're getting some Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game. The Kumaro touchdown. The Gettysburg play of the game. Jerry Hughes carrying the ball like he played rugby for Fiji for TAF. <laughs> I don't know my rugby terms as well so i'm gonna leave it to you jamie i i trust that you're 100 knowledgeable in that rick riballo writes everyone in this organization has worked their ass off to get us to this point thank you one's one bill's drive not really a wall of shame or wall of famer but um well put rick absolutely dave thorpe writes wall of fame afc east champions 2020 every damn one of those players and staff Wall of shame, the red zone penalties, scoring 35 touchdowns, but only having six count. <laughs> I wrote that on Twitter. I was like, ah, the Bills have scored roughly 23 penalties, or th- have scored roughly 23 touchdowns, and only 
Uh, five of them have counted. Gettysburg, he writes, we didn't need one, but give Hughes credit for that fumble return for a touchdown. Go Bills. And he also wrote, crap, forgot I wanted to put the penalty that wiped out the Singletary touchdown off the Allen St- Statue of Liberty p- trick play on the Wall of Shame. Yeah, the penalty was, I believe it was uh, Ike Butker, the holding penalty. That would have been the highlight reel. That would have been on the highlight reels all week. <laughs> it would have been. Thanks a lot, Ike Butker. Uh, Matt Jones writes, Wall of Fame, Buffalo Bills, Wall of Shame, no, none. <laughs> Today, they all get credit for making the division championship possible. Go Bills. Obnoxious Ram writes, you didn't do one for Sunday's game. Wall of Fame, Allen, Diggs, Hughes, Allen, Secondary, Bees, Bass, Singletary, and Moss. <laughs> it's like everyone. Uh, Wall of Shame, Roberts, Red Zone Offense, and Lack of Discipline. Andrew Gnake writes, Wall of Fame, Bills Defense slash Offense. I think at one point in the second, they only let three receptions to receivers. Wall of Shame, Penalties and Injuries. What happens to Diggs, Williams, White, Epinesa, etc.? Well, um, we're going to have to wait and see, but it looked like uh, I'm really curious about Stefan Diggs's injury as he was carted off. Um, Trey White was on the on the press conference, so um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're all going to be doing. Um, it looked like he had a stinger, so hopefully he's fine. A.J. Tharp writes, Wall of Fame, our defense is finally getting hot in Josh Allen. He overcame a first and goal at the 30 for a touchdown. Wall of shame, injuries late in the game, and red zone penalties that made Allen overcome a first and goal at 30. Regardless, AFC East champions. And there is no official Gettysburg of the game, but the best defensive play was clearly that Trey Sack Hughes touchdown. Wall of fame, Private Joker 2003 writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen had a laid-back Patrick Mahomes-like 300-yard four-touchdown game. The Bills even gave up some penalty yards to make it more interesting for him. Wall of Shame, I guess Andre Roberts. No Gettysburg of the game. This was Operation Desert Storm. (laughs) Nice. B. Mormon 2020 writes, Wall of Fame, everything. Wall of Shame, the Bills won. (laughs) The Bills won, not done division winner t-shirts. They look dumb. (laughs) Hat's pretty cool, though. The Bills won, not done division winner t-shirts. I haven't seen those. I wonder if that's at the... uh, at the Bills site, buffalobills.com. By the way, speaking of that, like I mentioned, we have uh, a couple of, we have three new shirts on. We have one for Big Baller Bean up there. We have um, uh, Kings, King of the East, Buffalo King of the East, um, Divisional Champs t-shirts up there. And we have the the checklist that I mentioned earlier. So go to tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. It's tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. Emmett21 writes, J.A. Wall of Fame, J.A. 17 had a night. Would have been even better without all those goddamn penalties. Defense played phenomenally. Wall of Shame, way too many penalties, especially in the red zone. AFC East Champs, baby, great team win. Does AFC East Champs merch exist? I genuinely don't know. It's a good question. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But uh, with some restrictions, we can't really say AFC East on ours. But um should check it out. I bet you they are available. Um... But just go to T Public and just find something there. Um, Robert Zach writes, Wall of Fame, Allen Diggs Beasley, the entire defense, and that amazing Statue of Liberty call, even if it didn't count. Wall of Shame, red zone penalties in the fourth quarter injuries. Ah, oh, injuries. Such a good one. Jeez. Christopher Allegret writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen threaded the needle many times today. Wall of Shame, dropped picks. Gotta catch them. Come playoffs. I was seven years old the last time we won. Living in Pat's Nation, it's been a long 25 years. Wow. 
you are true. Whenever I hear about Bills fans living in like Massachusetts or New England or Boston, I always think of that scene from um, uh, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade when they're talking about going into Nazi Germany and and getting the uh, the 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 Grail right or the the journal, and he's like, "You want to go into Berlin, into the lion's den?" <laughs> I think of that for some reason. The Bills God writes. Wall of Fame, high school all-county running back Jerry Hughes with the big stutter steps on his way to the end zone after the fumble recovery. (laughs) Josh Allen cementing his name in the MVP race with a stat sheet that would make 2015 Cam Newton weep. Digs for being a God-tier receiver. (laughs) Wall of Shame, Roberts with the muff. If that didn't happen, we would have won by at least 36 points and not a measly 29. Hashtag sarcasm. (laughs) Josh Allen Stan account writes Wall of Fame. The whole team, zero flaw, came out uh, and upbeat, came out and beat up on the Broncos. Zero flaws. Wall of Shame refs call some shady refs with some shady calls in the red zone and took away an awesome play from Josh. Jason Statham writes Wall of Fame. Sean McDermott, the man with little with a little help, has led us to AFC Championship three playoff seasons in four four years. Bravo. Wall of shame, the refs, nearly one minute to throw a flag. Come on, get a grip, you idiots. <laughs> Woo, Super Saturday. And he wrote, he said, I did mean AFC East, LOL. <laughs> That's funny. It is, dude, Wall of Fame, um, games on Saturday nights instead of Sunday nights. Uh, we don't have to work tomorrow. This feels great. <laughs> I love that uh, it's on a Saturday, to be honest. Rob Galise writes, Wall of Fame. Allen digs um, the offense, hmm, the defense, and oh yes, third and Cole. <laughs> nice, Rob. Wall of shame, Schlereth talking about how Drew Locke looked good getting sacked. <laughs> Mark Schlereth, who was a, a lifelong, uh, a career-long Bronco, I believe, or at least he was for most of his career. I think he was with the Redskins, too. But you knew he was going to talk up the uh, the Redskins. How can we never get any former uh, Buffalo Bills analysts? Are there none out there? We need more James Lofton. We need more of those guys. He writes, Gettysburg, I am tempted to say opening kickoff, <laughs> but let's go with Josh Allen's first long TD run. Yeah, that touchdown run. It was like a 22-yard touchdown run. Josh Allen did not did not even get touched. Devin Brown writes in, Wall of Fame to Josh, the first Bills QB to throw for 4,000 yards since Drew Bledsoe. Wall of Shame to the sloppy penalties. Absolutely. M writes, Wall of Fame, hard to pick any one person because of the blowout. Wall of Shame, the refs for all those called back touchdowns, even if they were justified, LOL. <laughs> oh, and COVID, because I wanted to be there. Yeah, lots of lots of people from the Colorado Bills Backers Bar were messaging me saying they had tickets. Uh, that sucks. Sucks that you guys uh, weren't able to go, go see it in person. Actually living up there, too. Jaden Wolf writes, Wall of Fame, the offensive line and digs. Bullied the Broncos D-line. Absolutely. There were lots of time where at where Allen had just had plenty of time to pass today. Wall of shame, the refs were taking three touchdowns away. <laughs> Even though they might have been somewhat justified, Jaden, it was hard to tell. We didn't see any replays of any of those penalties. It didn't seem. Megatron writes, she says, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, Diggs, and Sean McDermott, she writes in caps. I don't have a wall of shame this week. Decent game from all of the team. Rob S. Hashtag Bills by a Billion writes, Wall of Fame, Diggs. Absolute beast, franchise record breaker in first season with the team, and Josh Allen, also breaking records. Wall of shame, team discipline. The penalties were ridiculous. Against better opposition, it could cost us the game. 
First and goal from the 31. Come on, man. That's a good point. That's a good point. Those penalties and uh, yeah, that that doesn't fly against uh, really good teams. Richard W. Griswold right, writes, I always think, now I think of Clark Griswold because of your name, Richard, because it's that time of the year. Clark Clark W. I think it was Clark W. Griswold too, wasn't it? Anyway, Richard W. Griswold writes, Wall of Fame, Allen, Diggs, Beasley, Hughes. Wall of Shame, refs from the NFL official verse. <laughs> Bill's Blitzkrieg writes, and I'm going to write this, even though he retracts it afterwards. He writes, Wall of Fame, Kumro, one catch, one touchdown, beautiful football play. Wall of Shame, Singletary. He'll need to up his game for a possible snow game come playoff time. 2.4 yards per carry, won't get it done. And then he writes after it because he said, I retract this tweet. Please don't read it. <laughs> That's because um, I tweeted this out before the Bills actually won the game officially. And then Singletary had the 51-yard touchdown. <laughs> So it was a slightly more than 2.4 yards per carry, but a uh, good point by Bills Blitzkrieg. Besides that broken play, um, you know, Singletary had a, had a rough time going on the ground, especially when uh, Moss was over six yards per carry. Joe Forrest writes, Wall of Fame, the, entire, the whole entire organization from top to bottom. I've been waiting 25 years to say the Buffalo Bills are division champs again. Wall of Shame, the announcers suck and referees suck too. Gettysburg play, Joey, Jerry Hughes, touchdown. That's awesome. Um, Alex Jones writes, I hope it's not too late, but Wall of Fame, everyone besides one. We are kings of the AFC East. Wall of Shame, or Wall of Fame, Andre Roberts. I think he means Wall of Shame, Andre Roberts. Gettysburg, the Trey White sack fumble, and Jerry Hughes touchdown. Yep, he, he did correct himself. Wall of Shame, Andre Roberts. Drew Hesht writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen doing MVP things. Diggs always catching the ball. Defense, especially Hughes. Wall of shame, the refs, and the, those atrocious red red zone penalties. Got to clean it up for better teams. Dave writes, uh, Buffalo at Buffalo underscore RF. Wall of fame, the future MVP, Josh Allen, and really the whole team. Just a solid game from all sides. Wall of shame, people who don't like third and Cole. Cough, John, cough. <laughs> he also writes, uh, <laughs> John and Mike have yeah, no... How come you can't dislike a tweet? How come it's only likes or retweets? <laughs> Would you dislike that tweet, John? Yeah, I, I already texted him about oh, that Oh, did one. you text him? Okay. P.S. Uh, John and Mike don't know what they're talking about when it comes to third and Cole. Lucas Smith writes, Wall of Fame number one wide receiver, Jake Kumaro. <laughs> People are high on Jake Kumaro. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Salvador Espinosa writes, Wall of Fame, the entire franchise for going... From a laughing stock to a legit Super Bowl contender. Wall of shame, the red zone penalties and injuries. Honorable mention, the refs. Travis Kuhn writes, Wall of Fame, Allen, Diggs, Jerry, Singletary, everyone, really. Wall of shame, the refs. But other than that, the Bills win the East for the first time in my life. Philip Masterson writes, I can't do Wall of Shame today. Call it a cop-out, but Wall of Fame to Bean, McDermott, Allen, and the entire Bills organization for delivering the first AFC title in my lifetime. Go freaking Bills. I love that. Thank you, Philip. That might be my sign-off for today. <laughs> I got to read this one. Hot in AZ writes, game, uh, he, must, he must mean Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame is Josh Allen and Slash Diggs. Wall of Shame is Drew Locke. He sucks. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't read that, but then Devin Brown writes after this. He wrote, in reply to that, Drew Locke is the great value version of Josh Allen. <laughs> That's awesome. Charles Bright writes, Wall of Fame, both sides of the both sides of the ball. Wall of Shame, Andre Roberts, 
Not a whole lot to choose from. Diego writes, only shame is the red zone penalties. We can't have that in the playoffs. Wall of Fame, the whole friggin' team. Hashtag go Bills. Kathleen writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, the offense and the defense. Wall of Shame, referees, stupid penalties, and the drop by Roberts. And Stiddy writes, Stiddy's going to end it for us. He writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, and the entire team. Wall of Shame, the refs for the charity calls. So thank you guys all so much for contributing to our Wall of Famers. And Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. So we are going to do a couple of giveaways uh, real quick. Um, actually, Mike, why don't you do your uh, your odds for the game next week uh, versus the New England Patriots? Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Do you guys want to take a stab? So the Bills play on Monday night, right, in New England. It's an 8-15 game, yes, December 28th. Now the Patriots are, what, 6-8 and eight now or something? Um, or 6-7? and seven? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um the Bills are going to be... They're 6-7 and seven right now. They're playing the Dolphins in Miami tomorrow. Um, so the Bills are 11-3, and three going against the possible 6-8 and eight or 7-7 seven and seven Patriots. The Pat, Pat, uh, quite a dichotomy the last two weeks, right? Like the, the Pats lost to the Rams 24-3 uh, on Thursday. Game before that, though, they beat up on the Chargers 45-0. to zero. Yeah. And before that, real close games. They beat they beat the Cardinals, lost to the Texans, beat the Ravens. I feel like Vegas bookmakers go by what the hype is surrounding any team, and they definitely have recency bias on what's going on. Seeing the Bills like just light up the Broncos, and seeing the Patriots lose last. Well, I mean, I guess we we don't know how this game is going to go at this point when we're recording it. Um, Recency, but I say the Bills are going to be favored by four points. John, what do you think? Bills are obviously going to be favored. It's just by how many. I think it'd normally be more than that, but since they're away, I think it'd be normally be like six or seven points because they're away. I'm going to go four. I'm going to say Buffalo by 52. <laughs> so four and a half. <laughs> John. Mike, what is it? Some places it's four, some places it's four and a half. Mm. Okay, well, I was closer anyway. He's at 52. <laughs> four, four and a half. Dude, can I can I make my case? If there are any Vegas bookmakers out there and they're looking for somebody to just like kind of moonlight as a Vegas bookmaker for Bills games only, those are the only games I ever know. Um, I'm there. I'm there. You can. Uh, I have a very cheap fee. I work on peanut butter and pizza. All right, so... That was the odds for next week's game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Jeez. Uh, if, if you were to bet on that but game. But if, if you do, like, statistically, at, at just checking out 538, the win probability is 69% for the Bills. Um, and they think the point spread should be five and a half. So I'm loving these primetime games and the success the Bills are having. And it looks to continue another week. I'm glad that we put money on the Bills to win the Super Bowl back when the odds were probably the best. Because right now I have no idea what the odds are for the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I kind of want to know now. I think we did well, it. With- they, have, they have the fourth best. Right now the Chiefs, 31%. Saints have 23%. Uh, Packers are at 12 And then you've got the Bills at 10%. So the Bills are at plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl. When we bet, it was like plus 1,800. So, like, we got in, I mean, the, the it's like 30% 
worse odds or well 30% better for the odds for the bills to win <laughs> just you you the payout is less than what we did we did in like week 5 or 6 or something like that or when we were looking at it we were thinking about making a move so now if you did it you would for 100 bucks you would win uh 1200 right is that how that works yes yes so cool so we're going to do um some giveaways we have a couple of Harrison Phillips signed jerseys and we also have some DraftKings Sportsbook swag uh, from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. They have some, uh, I think they have one more polo shirt, and then they have some regular T-shirts and some snapback hats. So uh, I'm going to list three winners. If you're wondering how you can win some of the weekly giveaways that we give every week in our podcast, just leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, listing CTW Pod, Circling Wagons, somewhere in the description so we know that you're doing it for the giveaway and that you listen to this podcast. Um, there are lots of you guys that are listening right now and that aren't part of this giveaway system. We've been doing this since last season, and you have a chance to win a signed Bills jersey. You should absolutely do this, and I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what else I can do to, to get you to leave a five-star review, except the people that are winning. Some people are winning multiple times, like our good friend Ryan, in Hawaii, his wife just won um, a Harrison Phillips signed helmet, Chelsea. So, like, they're just cleaning up over in Hawaii over there. I wonder if there's even any COVID in Hawaii. There probably is. It's probably everywhere. Have you tried uh, shipping it yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've shipped it. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> but they were, but I mean, Ryan and his wife were also the same ones that sent us a care package last year, like, right before it hit. And like they sent like some Hawaiian macadamia nuts and they had like these honey glazed macadamia. Oh, they're so good. And um, you guys didn't see any of it because I couldn't talk to you guys. <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely don't remember that. They gave me this. Uh, they gave us this uh, <laughs> this bottle opener that was uh, like a hula dancer. Not a hula. Yeah. Um, and that I use. It's it's on my uh, uh, refrigerator right now. And. Yeah, they wrote this really nice letter. I read it last season uh, when this happened, but uh, couldn't have happened to better people. So happy that you guys won. And the three winners of this week are Read and Mama 4, again, which I believe... Uh, no, I don't actually know who that is. Read and Mama 4. She won before, but I don't think she claimed it. So at Read and Mama 4, Joey Hanover is a second winner. Joey, Joey Hanover. And the third winner is Capello Mafia 80. That's Maybe it's Capello. Capello Mafia 80, C-A-P-P-E-L-L-O Mafia 80. So the three of you guys have won. The first person to get back to me after listening to this, either message me over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can follow us all on there. Message us that way or email us, ctwpod at gmail.com. Email us there and let us know that you're the winner. If you get to us first, you get to choose between the two um, Harrison Phillips signed jerseys or uh, the D DraftKings Sportsbook uh, swag. Uh, courtesy of the nice folks over at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, um, let us know and uh, and you know get you get your choice first. So thank you guys all for listening. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up now. So signing off for John. Hey, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? I mean, realistically, the Bills. I think should make it to the AFC Championship game. A after that, who knows? But I think that is the target at this point. Um, one thing I want to say is that I haven't seen enthusiasm from the Bills players and like just like on the sidelines since the '90s. Um, you know, going back to the '80s. I mean, Buffalo's got the spirit, talking proud. Let's go, Bills! And for Mike, 
What a time to be alive. It's awesome to be a Bills fan. Yeah. And for me, Nate, go Bills. Everything else in this year has sucked except for the Buffalo Bills. Go freaking Bills. AFC East champs. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> Hey, thanks for letting me do the joke, asshole. Whoops. <laughs> no, forget it. No, I'll no. save it for next week. No, whatever. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.